how to release the healing anointing. Now we know we've got it. Now you all know that you are anointed by God to heal that Holy Spirit, the dead raising power of Jesus Christ, the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost lives within you. We're all going to learn how the healing anointing will flow through our life and heal those around us. Amen. Luke chapter 7, verse 6. You can turn there. Luke chapter 7, verse 6. So this is talking about Jesus and there's a centurion whose servant is dying and he sends to his servants to Jesus because he knows that Jesus is the healer. And that he was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself. So he's already sent the servants and then he sends another servant saying, Jesus, don't trouble yourself, for I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. Listen to this. But say the word. Say the word. And my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go and he goes, and that one, come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd, following him, he said, and this is a impressive if it's coming from Jesus, right? He said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent, the servants who had been sent, returned to the house and found the servant well. I mean, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? If Jesus just came up to you and said, Adam, I've not found such great faith in anyone else but you. Shay, I have not found such great faith in anyone else but you. Come on. You're hiding now because you think I'm going to point you out. (laughs) This is the first way the healing anointing will flow in our life and it's the foundation for healing and it's called faith. Faith is the foundation for healing. Faith in what? In God, but also, and even just as importantly, faith in God's Word. Faith in the Word of God is so important. His Word says, I'm healed, so I have faith in that Word. See, people have faith in God, but they don't have faith in His Word. They don't have faith that when it says, the Holy Spirit lives in me, they don't have faith in that. So it's faith in God and faith in His Word. The the centurion said, say the Word. Just say the Word. That's all I need, Jesus. That's all I need is for you to say the Word and my servant will be healed. I say that Jesus has already said the Word. Jesus has already said the Word about us that we're healed. Amen? That's what the Word of God says. So simple faith, simple faith, just believing that allows the healing anointing to flow through our lives. Faith is the pipeline from our spiritual reality to our physical reality. Faith is a pipeline that draws healing healing into your flesh, amen, into your physical body. So Abraham, in Genesis chapter 15, saying, God, I got no heir. My wife can't get pregnant. And God says, don't worry. I'm going to give you an heir. I'm going to give you a son. Go out, look up at the stars, and all the stars you see in the sky is how many children you'll have. That'll be your legacy. That's your inheritance, Abraham. And the scripture says that Abraham believed God. 
He believed God. But, well, hang on, how's that going to happen, Lord? What, what, really? Me? Me? You think me? Can it really happen to me? Maybe my friend down the road, but not me. He's a bit younger, a bit taller, a bit more handsome. No, Abraham believed God. Amen? He was fully persuaded. Faith is being fully persuaded, fully confident in God's word. He took the word of God as it, as it was. No questions, no buts, no ifs. Yes, that's true. If you say that about me, Lord, it's true. If you say that about yourself, God, it's true. Hebrews 11 says, it's impossible for you to lie, so it must be true. In Matthew chapter 9, two blind men come to Jesus and they say, have mercy on us, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus lays hands on their eyes and he says, let it be unto you according to your faith. Let it be unto you according to your faith. So faith in God's word is required for the healing anointing to flow through your life. Amen? Faith in God's word. Unbelief, and I don't have time to go in this to, into this today, but unbelief is, is one of the greatest hindrances to your faith. Jesus says, if it, it, it doesn't take much. If you've got faith the size of a, of a mustard seed, a little mustard seed, that annoys some people, doesn't it? Faith the size of a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, you can say to any mountain, the devil, the devil is a mountain in your life. Sickness is a mountain in your life. Disease is a mountain in your life. Poverty is a mountain in your life. You can say to that mountain with, with mustard seed faith, are you believing me right now? Are you mixing, this, are you mixing your faith with this? With mustard seed faith, be cast into the sea. Mountain, get out. I cast you into the sea and it will be done for you. Romans 12 says we have the measure of faith living in us. So that mustard seed of faith, God has already given that to you. So that means unbelief is a great hindrance to our faith. I don't have time to talk about how to overcome that. But think about Jesus. I'll say this one thing. Jesus, there's at least four, four circumstances I can think of right now in the Gospels where he pulled people out of town or he took people out of the room when he wanted a person to be healed. Why did he do that? Because he was taking those people out of an atmosphere of unbelief. He says, no, nah, you're not going to get healed in here. And this is Jesus, the Son of God. He said, no, you're not going to get healed here. I've got to take you out of this atmosphere of unbelief. And they were healed. Romans 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? So hearing God's Word builds your faith. So how do you think unbelief comes? Unbelief comes by hearing what everything else but the Word of God. That's how unbelief comes. And too many people, you've set yourself up in an atmosphere of unbelief. You've set, you put yourself in an atmosphere, you've surrounded yourself with people who are talking unbelief. That's why if you're a part of a church community that doesn't believe in healing, no wonder why people never experience healing there. It's an atmosphere of unbelief. So it's so important that you be careful. I'll say this one thing. Be careful what you hear. Be careful what you hear. So healing flows through faith. Amen. 
So why don't right now, I feel like there's some people here and you feel like there's a wall of unbelief that has come against your life, whether it's to do, it could be to do with healing, a physical infirmity, but it could be to do with other things. I want you to be really bold. If that's you, you felt like just this wall of unbelief has been coming against me these past months. I feel like I just can't grasp the faith. Why don't you just stand up right now? I'll give you five seconds. You can stand up because you're going to get prayed for. If that's you, stand up. The team's going to go around and pray for you quickly. They're going to lay hands on you and they're going to decree an activation of that mustard seed faith in your life. They're going to rebuke unbelief. So we thank you, Lord, for those people who are standing right now. We thank you, Jesus. We rebuke every lie of the devil that brings unbelief. Thank you, Father, that they have the courage and boldness to get into an atmosphere of great faith. We decree an activation of faith in their life. Thank you, Jesus, that they're going to greater levels in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke the devil. We say he's a liar. We say unbelief has no power in your life. We say unbelief cannot come near you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Team, you can keep praying if you feel like you want to. I'm just going to keep preaching. Not long to go. Number two, how the healing anointing flows, is you exercise your authority and power. You exercise your authority and power. Luke chapter 13, you don't have to turn there because I'm just going to go straight through it. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. That's a long time to be bearing an infirmity, a sickness, isn't it? 18 years. The spirit is an evil spirit, by the way. It's not God. Remember? It's not God. It's an evil spirit. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she was straightened up. Immediately she was straightened up and she praised God. She could see the sun for the first time in 18 years. She could talk to people properly. Imagine trying to talk to her. How you doing? Healing flows when you exercise your authority and power over the devil. That is how healing flows. Jesus sees that this woman is crippled. And he doesn't go, well, okay, God, can you please heal her? He doesn't say, oh, Lord, give me the faith to heal this person. God, please do something. Come on, God. Come on, come on. No. No, he says, woman, you're set free. You're set free. He exercises his authority over the enemy. The healing anointing flows when you use your authority and power. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, Jesus says, If anyone says to this mountain, be, cut, be, be moved, be cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in their heart, but believes, it shall be done for them. Amen. That's authority. When you speak to the mountain. See, Jesus has given you, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, has given you the power and authority to heal people. 
Too many people put the onus on God to heal. So I'm not saying you get all arrogant. I'm not saying you'd be like, oh, I'm Jesus, this is how good I am. But God has placed power and authority within you for you to release healing to people. You, little old you, you can do it. You can do it. Too many people speak to God about their mountain rather than speaking to their mountain about their God. Rather than saying, mountain, no, you move. You move, mountain. I'm going to cast you into the sea because I've got the power of the Holy Ghost living in me. Come on. I should get some people really excited in here. That is the main way. And the anointing flows through people differently. But that's the main way I see people, I've seen people healed. The main way is when you speak to the problem. You tell it to get out. You cast out the devil. See, sickness, disease, infirmity is from the devil. It's from the devil. So God says, you've got authority over him, so you cast him out. You cast out that sickness. You destroy the works of the devil. Come on. Point number three is impartation. In Luke 13, verse 13, at the end of that scripture, Jesus, it says, he put his hands on her. Hands. Everyone see my hands. And immediately she straightened up and praised God. Immediately. So impartation, uh, and you know, I don't quite get how this works, but I believe it's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual principle that when you lay hands on someone who's sick, on someone who has an infirmity, when you lay hands on them, what's in you gets onto them. What's in you gets onto them. It's like there's a spiritual electricity within you, a spiritual current. And the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of Jesus Christ, that dead raising power inside of you is living in you. And as soon as you lay hands on someone who is afflicted by the enemy, bang, the enemy has to leave. Matthew got a fright. The enemy has to leave. It's the power of impartation. So Mark chapter 16 says, lay hands on the sick. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Why not your feet? I don't know. They smell, that's right. So I decree, Lord, over every single person in this place that they have the, electri- uh, the, the electrical current of Holy Ghost living inside of them and that when they lay hands on sick people, they have to recover. The sickness has to leave. The devil has to get out in Jesus' mighty name through the power of impartation. Amen. We're almost done. Number four, in Luke chapter 5, verse 17. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. So the the religious spirits there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And Jesus didn't say, well, there's religious people here. There's people here who don't believe in healing, so I I better not stick my neck out today. I better keep them happy. So they'd come from every village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem. And listen, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. The power of the Lord. The power of the Lord 
was with Jesus to heal the sick. I'm going to ask you this question. It's really simple. Could Jesus heal the sick whenever he wanted to? Yes, of course he could. He could do it whenever he wanted. So when it says the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick, that means there's something different going on. And this is the fourth way the healing anointing flows through people's lives. And it's what we call a special anointing, a specific healing anointing upon someone's life. So 1 Corinthians, I believe it's connected uh, to the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the gifts of miracles, the gift of miracles, the gifts, gifts of healing and the gift of faith. And this anointing is connected to these gifts and it's often uh, God gives it as a gift, not earned, not deserved. Now, I can see what you're thinking. Don't, don't go down this path. I can see you're thinking, well, it's not me. Don't limit yourself. Because some people, well, it's a special anointing. It's given by a gift from God. I don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit. It's not me. No, don't limit yourself. Come on. O- open up your eyes and see that God has anointed you and this could be for you. And so it's an anointing that comes upon people's life. It's connected to these gifts where the power of the Lord is with them to heal. It's like, it's like the weight of God's presence comes upon a place and begins to heal people in the room and they don't even need prayer. So we read about your healing, your great healing evangelists. Catherine Kuhlman, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, Kenneth Hagen, all these men and women operated in this anointing where this specific healing anointing would come upon them when they're preaching and people would just be in the room and bang, they would get completely healed. Now, now don't forget, you've still got to mix faith with the anointing. Faith pulls on the anointing. Remember, faith is foundational. So if you're in that room and you're stuck in unbelief, it ain't going to happen. Catherine Kuhlman She was sharing his testimony. It's incredible. Let this build your faith right now. There was a man, he was in the military, in the army, and he he was in a uh, a car accident. And he was partially paralyzed from the waist down, so he, he had to walk in crutches. His legs didn't work properly. And he had searing pain all up and down his spine. And he had this for five years. For five years he had it. So if there's anyone with back pain today, you're going to be healed. And he comes to this meeting with Catherine Kuhlman and she's preaching and she sees that, she, she recognises that the specific anointing of God is there to heal people. She looks at the man and she sees something upon him. She sees the anointing there to heal him. And so she says, you, you, down the back, get up and start to walk. Because the anointing is upon you to heal. And he gets on his crutches and he begins to walk. And he's not completely healed at the start. But as he walks, about 30 seconds later, bang, his legs begin to work and the pain completely leaves his body. Why? Because the presence of God was there to completely heal him. Come on. This is why. Give it a clap. Thank you, Jesus. But this is why it frustrates me if people don't come to church in faith because there is a corporate anointing. You never know when the healing anointing of God is going to show up and completely set you free. You can do, Don't limit God. You don't even need prayer. You can just be in worship. 
You can just be in the building and you get completely healed. Come on. You just got to be in the vicinity of the anointing and it'll be there. That's why Paul, so come to church in great faith, amen. (laughs) That's why Paul the Apostle in Acts chapter 19, he, he would be preaching or praying for people and they would lay aprons and hankies on him. Actually, it says aprons and hanky that hankies that he'd been using. And they would bring it to people. They would bring it to people across the town. They would take these, and you didn't have cars back then, so it could have taken a couple of days to walk across town with a hanky, with an apron. And they would lay it, they would lay it upon a sick person, and the sickness would leave them, all because of an apron or a hanky. They would lay it, it says in Acts 19, 12, they would lay it upon a person who had an evil spirit and the spirit would leave them. A hanky. An apron. Come on. Does that not build your faith that a hanky or an apron can heal someone? If a hanky or an apron can do it, then I'm pretty sure you can. When your friend comes up to you and says, I've got this sickness... If your family member is struggling with a health issue right now, if an apron or a hanky, when it's touched by the power of God, has the power to heal them, then, then I'm pretty sure if you've got the power of God in you, you can do it. Come on. You can do it. Last one. Number five. Luke chapter 17. As Jesus was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. Or to the priests, uh, plural. Go show yourself to the priests. Jesus didn't go pray for them. Jesus didn't go lay hands on them this time. He's done it before, but he didn't go do it this time. He didn't say, Come over here. He said, Go show yourself to the priests. And it says, as they went. And as they went in the going. So they weren't healed at the start, not straight away. But as they went, as they went, they were cleansed. Come on. As they went, they were cleansed. This is the fifth way that the healing anointing will flow through your life. And it's through what I call faith acts or prophetic acts. It's prophetic because you don't see the healing yet, but as you go, it's in the going that they're cleansed. It's not a work, so you're not earning the healing, but it's proving your faith. It's saying, I have faith for this, so it's going to happen. I have faith for it, so I'm going to go. I'm not healed, but I have faith that that I'm healed. I have faith that I have it, and so I'm going to act healed. So I was praying for a lady uh, late last year, and she had a walker, and so, use your imagination, she couldn't walk properly, obviously. And so I went and prayed for her, laid hands on her back. She had sciatic pain all down her back and her legs. And, uh, and I, I really, I, often when I pray for people for healing, I, you know, it's just I go and do it. But the Holy Spirit, and this is always usually led by the Holy Spirit, okay? And the Holy Spirit told me, all right, just get up. And start to move the walk. Get this woman to walk. Just get her up. Get her to act in faith. Come on, get her to do something. And so she said, oh, I feel a little bit of heat. I'm like, good. All right, let's get you up. And so I get her up. 
And as she walked, as she, it didn't happen straight away, so you could say, well, I'm not healed. No. It was as she went, as I began to pull that walker along, she began to walk, and she was compl- after it would have been one minute, she was completely healed. Come on. It's in the going. As they went, that's how the healing anointing flows. So it's always led by Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus did all some weird stuff that we think, why'd you spit in the mud and put it on people's eyes? Why'd you do this? Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the master healer and He's going to show you things in your friends' lives that will activate faith. He's going to show you things to, to help them receive their healing. Amen? So I feel like there's some people here and uh, I wanted to pray for two lots of people. We've got a team here to pray for people who are sick. And, uh, and so I'm going to close the meeting in prayer. But for those who, who, who need to receive healing in their body, I want you to come up over here and the team's going to pray for you. But I also wanted to pray for an impartation for people who want to operate in this healing anointing, for those who are hungry. Don't come up if you're not hungry. But for those who are hungry, I feel like there is, there is people in this room where, where you're going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, where like Paul the Apostle, God's anointing is going to come upon you and the power of the Lord is there to heal people. Don't limit yourself. God is, is not, don't narrow God down to a formula and say, well, this is me, one plus one equals two. It's not like that with God. And so I want, if that's you, if you're hungry for that, for that anointing, then come up here as well uh, on my right and we're going to have a team pray for you for impartation. You're going to grow in that, okay? If you want to grow and see people healed in your life, come up for prayer. Amen? So remember, the healing anointing is for you. It flows through you. It's yours today. Amen? You're going to see people healed. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that, like Isaiah 61 says, every single person has the anointing of God in their life, the power of the Holy Spirit, the authority of Jesus Christ to see people in their life set free. Thank you that you're the spirit of freedom. Thank you, the Holy Spirit, that you come to set the captives free. You come to release those who are bound by the devil. And so have your way right now, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives. Thank you that you're the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That means you reveal your word in people's lives. And I break every lie right now of the devil that people have been agreeing with that it's not for you, that you don't have the courage or the boldness to do it, that you don't have the power or the ability to do it, that God doesn't heal today. I break off every one of those lies right now in Jesus' mighty name. And for those who have been carrying physical infirmity for years, and you've began to tolerate it, I decree a new strength over you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you come and that you refresh their souls, 
Give them a renewed strength to not tolerate that infirmity anymore. It's not yours. Jesus bore it on the cross, so you don't have to be bearing it for years. That's why Jesus did it. And so I decree over your life today that you have that mustard seed faith, that fresh breath, power, anointing of the Holy Ghost to believe in Jesus' name. 